You're listening to Commute, the podcast. Congratulations, you'll be smarter when you get there. What up? Welcome into Commute, the podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Jay. And we are about to take you on a deep dive on three topics that we find interesting, and we're betting that you might just find them interesting, too. We can promise you this. You'll be smarter when you get there. On this edition of Commute, this time of year, we say it to our friends, our family, and really anyone who will listen. Man, Christmas just keeps starting earlier and earlier every year, doesn't it? Well, does it? This week, we explore the Christmas creep. Every year, the U.S. president participates in one of the weirdest traditions we have, pardoning a turkey on Thanksgiving. But how did this strange tradition even begin? We'll investigate the bizarre origins of this odd yearly ritual. All of that on this edition of Commute. Let's get it. Jay, it's Thanksgiving week. So here in a few days, we'll eat turkey, watch football, maybe even have a few awkward conversations with family members we barely know. You know, all the highlights of life. But soon after Thanksgiving, like it hits quick. It's Christmas season. So we've talked before about how once you, Jay Sisson, after you put your Christmas tree up, you're basically not taking that sucker down until spring. Okay, that is not true. <laughs> it's, it's pretty true. But what's your house Christmas decorating plan as a whole? Like, when does it happen? How big do you go? Are you a Scrooge with your outdoor illumination? Yeah, we don't go very big. Um, we do some stuff inside. We don't do a whole lot outside. It's it's one of those things where like I have the perfect vision of it being on December 1st whenever we would actually decorate. It's just getting all the stuff out of the attic and everything just is one of those things you just put off and put off and put off, you know. So basically Christmas cheer is just too much effort for you. It's kind of what No, you're it's no, it's you're putting words in my mouth. It's just it's it's not time for it yet. Like I'm trying to read right between now. the lines. No, no, I'm not I'm not saying the timing. I'm saying when you said, Yeah, but the, there's it's so far up in the attic to get Well the that lights. is true. Yeah. Exactly. It's just too much effort for you. But uh I'll admit, Jay, uh for us, I've become someone that I don't recognize. <laughs> okay, so Jay, we have become inflatable yard people. Yeah, it just it happened. It happened to you. You didn't even choose this life. The excitement for the blow ups, though, man, it just it makes it all worth it. We've also <laughs> moved the outdoor Christmas light situation at our house to just the front of the house instead of all the way around the house, which my wife used to do. Now I could do it. I just choose <laughs> not to. The back of our house is very steep. But do you do the front of the house? I do the front of the house. Now, I'm not going to lie. It takes me a while because you can't be – the roof's usually a little slick. You got you to be careful up there. But, Jay, something else that happens this time of year and really has been happening since October is we hear people say the same thing. Man, stores are really skipping Thanksgiving this year, huh? They're putting out the Christmas stuff way too early. And, Jay, there's actually a name for this. It's called the Christmas Creep. And while it feels like it's a recent thing and that it happens earlier and earlier every year, it's actually been around since the late 1800s. People have been creeping a while. (laughs) Christmas creep, at its core, describes the timing that retailers introduce their Christmas-themed merchandise before what is thought to be the traditional holiday shopping season, which runs from Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, up until Christmas Eve. 
The first reported Christmas creeping can be traced back to 1893, when a retail shop in Utah promoted an early Christmas sales event in October, saying in their ads, okay, this is the ad copy, this is no joke, we mean it, we will do it, Monday, Monday, Monday. (laughs) But Jay, in our present day, not only does the Christmas creep jump ahead of Thanksgiving, it jumps ahead of Halloween. And while this feels, once again, like it's a recent thing, it's not. This level of creep has been happening since the 1980s. And for stores like Home Depot, Lowe's, and Walmart, not only is there a potential financial advantage to starting earlier, but it helps these stores fill their retail space until the spring and summer items return. And Jay, the date that these retailers circle, most of which have been doing this once again since the 1980s, October 1st is when they start to put out the Christmas goods. In the mid-2000s, the industry trade group National Retail Federation did its first polling around consumer holiday buying preferences. And Jay, it found that over 40% of consumers plan to purchase a Christmas gift before Halloween. And today, that number is closer to 50%. And it's not just retail items that come out early. Walk into almost any store or turn on any local radio station and the Christmas queen herself, Mariah Carey, and her All I Want for Christmas is You anthem is already playing on full rotation. So while Christmas creep isn't new, will it keep getting longer and longer? Will Christmas shopping eventually begin on the 4th of July? I get this question a lot. Retail expert Andrew Smith, co-founder and managing partner for the Americas of Think Uncommon, told Newsweek, But thankfully, in the U.S., both Halloween and Thanksgiving require specific marketing, so it's unlikely that Christmas sales will ever creep very far into September. Plus, Jay, there's Santa Claus. Like, we don't want to make the king of Christmas mad, do we? In the 2012 novel Cold Days, Santa himself is quoted as saying, I'm drawing the line at Halloween. <laughs> That's very kind of him. I I hate this. Like I I feel like November is just swallowed up by the Christmas season. And I like the Christmas season. It's just the Christmas season has its place and it gets out of line. And now retailers like they don't they're not secret about it anymore. Like you said, they're just like, "Yeah, you know we had to do this. We had to put all this stuff out. You get it, right?" <laughs> like, well, "Yep, we hate it too, but we got to do it." I just like hate that. Like, let me have Thanksgiving first. What's the earliest that you buy a gift? I'm going to be honest with you. The earliest I bet that you buy a gift is like December 20th. <laughs> that's that's being generous. <laughs> I'm a December 22nd kind of guy. <laughs> You are, you're the dad who's driving on Christmas Eve and everything's sold out. So you're just like grabbing yeah, something. Yeah, no, that's true. I usually, ha- I usually have to sort of uh, <laughs> wing it a little bit at the mall, you know, and I'm looking around at everybody. They're looking at me. We all know we're in the same boat. You're playing A's gone. You're playing B's gone. You just kind of have to figure it out on the fly. I've been there. So with Thanksgiving coming up this week, that means turkey for most American families on Thanksgiving Day. And I know you fancy yourself the turkey carver of the family. It's sort of something that you very much want to do. It's it's like it's a badge yeah, of honor. It's like your yeah. thing. Um, so what what does that look like when you get together with the whole family? Do they let you cut that thing up, or do you still have to defer to dad? Well, I'm a turkey fiend. Um, <laughs> love turkey. Uh, I do, and we've actually never had a conversation about it. It's just kind of a subtle, unspoken respect. I let him do it. 
you know, it's kind of like it's <laughs> you his, let him. It's still, <laughs> yeah, it's still it, he's been doing it. It's his family. He's the patriarch. It's his family. One day when we move him into a home, <laughs> I will take over as the family turkey carver for the entire family. Now, I will say there. So there's certain things in life that are a delicacy. They're like. They're free. You know what I mean? Like, they just feel so good. You're not paying a lot of money for them. Like, when you're in school, it's that last day of school feeling. You know, like, summer is coming. You wake up, you just feel so good. When you are carving a turkey, and nobody's with you, it's just you and the turkey, and you're cutting utensils. You're, you're alone? You ta- you're alone. In like a scenario people, maybe, like nobody's home? <laughs> and, I mean, well, maybe they're coming in and out, but you have a little, you know, a little space. And you taste a piece. You do the taste test for yourself. That piece can't. It, it, you can't taste another piece as good as that piece. You just can't. That piece can't bottle up that is feeling, the delicacy. You, know? you, you just can't. That's oh, just, I'm just thinking about when it. your life flashes before your eyes at the end. Like that's going to be something that you see. You're you just do, be all your that problems. I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but all your problems <laughs> melt away in that moment. You might be in crippling debt. You're not thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, uh, have you ever seen the president pardon a turkey? Have you ever watched this happen live? <laughs> no. Did you know that no, the president does this every no, year? No, I did not. I did not. I'm here for it's this. It's a whole stuff. thing. It's actually aired on TV. <laughs> you can watch it on Thanksgiving Day. The president will pardon. If you don't know what pardon is, it's a presidential power where they can essentially remove uh, the consequences of you committing a crime, right? And most of the time, it's done for political reasons. Like, for example, the president uh, might give a pardon to somebody who was a protester during the Vietnam war, right? Like 30, 40 years later, that's not really seen as something that should be on your record. Right. Or maybe if, uh, someone gets locked up for marijuana usage and then the state decriminalizes it, right? Like so the president might pardon that person. So uh, this tradition has evolved where a Turkey will come to the white house every year and the president will pardon the Turkey to not be eaten at the white house. So it's this very weird thing that we do. And Dave, last year, President Biden pardoned two turkeys. One was named Chocolate, and the other was named Chip <laughs> that came to the White House from a grower in North Carolina. Hey, your tax dollars at work. <laughs> now, these two turkeys, they have their own social media accounts. They get to stay in their own hotel rooms, and ultimately, they end up living their lives out most likely in a university. But how did we get here? The story of the most famous pardon of the year is messy, and it involves the Iran-Contra affair, Abraham Lincoln, and the turkey lobby. Yes, Dave, there is a turkey lobby, and the National Turkey Federation actually ranks in the top 5% of outside groups that have given to members of Congress, according to NPR. In the 2022 cycle, the group gave somewhere in the neighborhood of $340,000 to politicians, three-fourths of it to Republicans, and have spent more than $3 million in lobbying efforts since 1998. Their website, Dave, is literally eatturkey.org, too, by the way. So the goals of Big Turkey are pretty clear-cut here. Now, the origins of this tradition, though, they're a little bit muddled. We do know that the Turkey Federation have been giving turkeys to presidents since 1947. But these turkeys were for dinner, not for pardon, and most likely a publicity stunt. We also know that in 1963, then-President John F. Kennedy was given a turkey with a sign around its neck reading, Good Eating, Mr. President, to which Kennedy responded, We'll just let this one grow. And the LA Times ran with the headline, Turkey Gets a Presidential Pardon. And there are stories linked to potentially the first official pardon that haven't been substantiating surrounding earlier presidents, too. 
For example, while some have passed around the statement that President Truman was the first to pardon a turkey in 1947, the Truman Library actually has an official dispute statement uh, disputing this as factual. An 1865 dispatch also connects the first potential presidential pardon to Abraham Lincoln as well. In the story, Lincoln's son, Tad Lincoln, famously interceded for the life of a turkey that was destined for Christmas dinner, and Lincoln spared the life of the turkey as a result. We also know that a man named Harold Vos, a man literally known as the Poultry King, sent unofficial turkeys to the White House for Thanksgiving and Christmas as a gift from 1873 until his death in 1913. But the word pardon was most likely first used in 1987, Dave, by then-President Ronald Reagan. During the yearly turkey presentation ceremony at the White House, a reporter pressed Reagan on the then-ongoing Iran-Contra affair, asking specifically if Reagan was planning on extending pardons to two people involved in the weapons sale scandal, which is one of the greatest presidential scandals of all time. In an effort to deflect, Reagan said, if they'd given me a different answer on Charlie and his future, I would have pardoned him and pointed to the turkey. Now, it seems like, Dave, after that, presidents ever since have used that specific word. George H.W. Bush used it the next year, and a weird presidential tradition was born. And while you think this wouldn't be controversial, it sort of is. The turkeys spend the rest of their days at Virginia Tech's Department of Animal and Poultry Science, but according to NPR, PETA specifically put out a video highlighting poor turkey living conditions at the facility. (laughs) Undercover footage. (laughs) Other turkeys, such as last year's chocolate and chip ended up at north carolina state's college of agriculture and life sciences instead but ultimately dave the tradition at this point is sure to continue and although the origins are weird and hard to pinpoint that's just sort of how most traditions ultimately are so we've got some great names we already talked about the biden turkeys so we can go back to a couple reagan turkeys charlie woody uh clinton (laughs) during the clinton presidency we've got tom carl Harry, Jerry. These are just these are just human names. Um, during the, uh, <laughs> George give, W. Why Bush, him, why don't they name him like Gobbler or something? George, or you know, I don't know. George W. Bush. We got Katie. That's a little too close to, to being a human name. The first ever female turkey. Uh, biscuits, marshmallow, uh, Liberty, uh, Obama. We had apple, cobbler, popcorn. Cheese. One of them was named Cheese. Cheese. Um, of course. And then Trump is perhaps my favorite turkey name, Peas. In 2018, Peas <laughs> was the turkey. It was pardoned. Peas. <laughs> and that's it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review Commute on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast network. We're on social. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, X, and Instagram. And you can always say what up at our website, commutethepodcast.com. Music for Commute is provided by my main man, Jason Sammons. For Jason, and I'm Dave Trump. We'll see you next week. You look over at another dad in line. He both <laughs> Yeah, ruined your kid's Christmas too? Yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs>